0: As always, by Allison Aletha. Al, how you doing?
1: I am doing pretty peachy today.
0: Just peachy, no keen.
1: Yep, just peachy. How about you?
0: Uh, Yeah, pretty good. We were we were chatting beforehand. I had an earlier day than I thought that I would, but I uh, can't complain. It's a little bit overcast and uh, rainy here in Calgary, but that also makes it the perfect day to sit around and play video games. I started playing A Hat in Time Man, that is a blast! If anyone out there is looking for like a three D Mario kind of experience, you gotta pick this up. I'm having a blast with it.
1: Fun times.
0: Yeah. So that's been uh, my day so far. Pretty much, uh, I did that yesterday before we went out. But um, that's neither here nor there, Allison. We actually have a lot to get into today. So let's just um, let's skip the chit chat here and get right into the show. Of course, if you are following along on ZeldaDungeon.net, you would have seen for the month of June, uh, we have been uh, running a feature on the site that is called Ranking the Top 50 Dungeons in the Zelda series. And by the time that you are listening to this, this this list will be done. The final entry is going to be revealed, and you're going to see what the number one overall dungeon in the series is. And so, our job today is to review this list and talk about what we agree with what we disagree with commentate on it provide a few dungeons that allison and i thought were uh grievously excluded from this list and uh, just offer kind of a uh a little bow on the cap of this list that we are doing over at the site um i should say uh or maybe i should just explain kind of the rules of engagement here for how this list was created so essentially What we did was we asked, I think it was 30 or so different writers. Does that sound about right, Al?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: All right, so we had about 30 different writers, or not even writers. We had 30 different staffs, writers, social media team, uh, the wiki team, um, all of the different, all the people that make Zelda Dungeon tick. We asked them to submit their top 20 dungeons in the Legend of Zelda series, and this is not as easy as it sounds. Because uh, a lot of people including myself struggled with you know picking just 20 uh, It was pretty easy to pick like your top favorite like one, two, three, maybe even 5 but after that it's really really tough So it wasn't as easy as it sounded But what we did is we got all of these different lists that had 20 dungeons and we assigned points to them so if a dungeon ranked at number one, it got 20 points. If a dungeon ranked at number two, it got 19 points. Number three, 18 points, all the way down the list. So if a dungeon squeezed in at 20th place, hey, at least it got one point. So we tallied up all the different results uh, from all these different lists, and we got this this master list of uh, dungeons, and that's how we got to where we ended up getting to. Without further ado, I guess, Allison, uh, let's... Let's start at the very top, and uh, we'll offer, we're going to go through these quickly, because I mean, there's 50 dungeons, and we don't want to be here all day, but we'll, we'll go through them, and we'll, uh, we'll just kind of offer little anecdotes, and if we agree with them, or disagree with them, um, what ranked too low, high, etc., etc., so let's get started off with the Tower of Hera, which is from A Link Between Worlds, and that ranked at number 50. Um, Allison, do you have any fond memories, one way or the other, of this dungeon?
1: Um, well, so we were kind of talking, um, before we started, uh, recording here, and I was saying that I haven't played a Link Between Worlds since 2013, so I don't remember the majority of these dungeons, which kind of sucks, and it kind of, and it, look like, it made it so that I didn't put any on my list, which is unfortunate, but I do remember them being good, so I, I find it kind of weird that there's a Link Between Worlds dungeon at 50, considering some of the dungeons that are on the rest of this list so i mean at least it made the list at all i guess yeah
0: yeah that's true um i remember this dungeon uh for being a lot of fun because this is the one where you have the hammer and you use uh you use the hammer on the springs and it vaults you up it's like it's a vertical dungeon so i always uh i always had fond memories of this one um it was it was fun to me and uh you know you get uh, moldorm back as well which is fantastic
1: Like it. Yeah. I, I'm excited to actually get back into playing this game and actually, you know, reliving some of these dungeons. It sounds fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some Link Between Worlds content coming up on the show here pretty quickly, I think. Um so moving on, and actually it's probably worth pointing out too that every single game in the series got a dungeon on this list, except for Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, which is actually kind of a crime. And uh, our buddies over at the Hyrule Compendium did a really good video kind of detailing some of the dungeons that are in those games that maybe were worthy of consideration but didn't make it for one reason or another. So, um, you know, definitely check that out. But let's keep going here. Number 49, Ganon's Tower from the Wind Waker. This wouldn't have cracked my top 50, I gotta be honest. Um, But I, you know, Al, I kind of have a thing where I almost view, like including the final like castle is cheating in a little bit like I didn't put in Ganon's castle from Ocarina of Time I didn't put in Hyrule Castle from Twilight Princess um I don't know that to me it's just cheating a little bit to put in the final confrontation do you is am I just weird that way
1: uh did you not put did you not put uh Hyrule Castle from Breath of the Wild either did you say that
0: well I I didn't say that actually and and I have some thoughts when we get to that
1: Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I personally wouldn't, I don't care that anybody put those on their list. I, I think that this, uh, that Ganon's Tower is probably in a good place, because it's not that exciting. You fight the same bosses over again, and it's just, it, it's kind of a momentum killer. You don't really want to be doing that. The fighting Phantom Ganon could have been um, better. You could, you can get rid of him really quickly. But um at least the like end boss battle is like fantastic. So yeah. while I'm not like while I don't think it's cheating, I I don't like feel very strongly about this dungeon at all. So that's where I'm
0: like, it kind of is cheating because like the ending boss battle is so fantastic, but it's hard to weigh that ending boss battle, which is the culmination of your game against, like, the ending boss battle for dungeon number six in a video game or whatever. I actually, here's an analogy for you. I have the same thing in Pokemon where I'm just like, okay, I don't have legendary Pokemon in my team because they're too overpowered or whatever, which is also maybe an asinine example, but I I guess I'm just an asinine kind of guy. So, um, (laughs) let's move on. Number 48, the Wind Temple. Uh, Now, people listening to this show will have uh, no doubt... Heard me dunking on this dungeon uh, a couple weeks ago in our Wind Waker dungeon episode, so it is no surprise that this dungeon did not feature on my top 20 list, and this is one that would not feature on my top 50 list, Allison. Defend this.
1: Defend it. Well, I mean, it also isn't on my top 20, but it's, it's alright. Like, I think it's Saving Grace's Makar, really. Like, he's cute and he's fun to control and waddle around, but it's really like. It's confusing and not in a fun way. It's just kind of like there are better dungeons in The Wind Waker compared to this one. So I, I can't defend it that much, but I'm okay with it being on the list.
0: What was the word that we used to describe Makara's walking? Do you remember?
1: Oh, no, I don't remember. It's from Judy. It's, oh, no. Oh, no, we have to ask her. Judy, like if you're listening, you let us know. I don't know. <laughs> it was uh, okay. so cute.
0: Let's move on to number 47, Turtle Rock from Link's Awakening, and I, I would have ranked this one a little bit higher. I actually think the dungeons in Link's Awakening are all almost really good, and Turtle Rock is awesome. Uh, this almost sounds hypocritical because it kind of has elements of dungeons that I've been critical of where you have to refight a lot of the old bosses, but like, I just think Turtle Rock does it in a much more exciting way. Um, you have to fight a boss before you can even get into the dungeon. There's a really awesome item in the dungeon. Um, it's just kind of like, I mean, really, this is a final dungeon, even though you don't like, you the Windfish doesn't a dungeon per se, like this is really the, the culmination of everything that you've learned in Link's Awakening. So I've always, um, I've always had a soft spot for this and I'll take a page out of the Allison Aletha book here and say that in Link's Awakening DX, there is a lot of like really great things that you can do to, um, skip over some of the sequences that you're supposed to do in this dungeon. So that's, uh, that's awesome too
1: the the one the few games that andy has speedrun <laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> um before i go on i just remembered the word it's called it's tootled or juicy that macar tootled <laughs> that's so great um that's,
0: that's spot on
1: <laughs> i played link's awakening very recently like back in september when it came out and i i liked most of the dungeons i thought they were Because I hadn't played the original Link's Awakening, so I thought they were really unique and interesting. So I kind of feel like Turtle Rock should be a little bit farther along. And like you said, it's like a culmination of all the skills that you've gotten to that point. But other than that, like, I just think it should have been higher, I guess.
0: Yep, I agree with that. Um, Let's flip back. We were talking about the Wind Dungeon from... uh... Or the Wind Temple rather from Wind Waker here. The reason that it wouldn't crack my top fifty, but number six, or forty six rather, which is the Forbidden Woods, probably would, is that the Forbidden Woods came first and it did the whole wood gimmick better, I think, than the the Wind Temple did. Um, this is like this is a pretty inoffensive dungeon for me. An inoffensive boss. You kind of a it's a neat enough item. Um, wouldn't be on my top twenty, but not not mad to see it where it is.
1: Um I, I, I wish it was a little higher because I, I ranked this one kind of high in my Wind Waker dungeon ranking, and I, I just like the – I know you don't like it, but I like the use of the leaf. I love using it, and uh, it, it uses that mechanic so much in this dungeon, and it's just pretty. It's a little – for I really like forest themes in games, so I, I just really appreciated it. Um, the aesthetic was great. I think it should have been higher, but I'm also very glad that it made the list too
0: that's fair. Um, all right, let's move on to number 45, which is the color dungeon from Link's Awakening. And I think that Heather kind of summed it up best when she wrote about it. It's an easy, fun, optional dungeon to play in Link's Awakening. And, uh, that really is like, you know, it's, it's definitely not challenging. Um, it's, you're you're not required to do it. And I feel like in the 2019 remake, it's like the, the concept of a color dungeon feels so obsolete that it might as well not be in there. But like, I still do i like this dungeon you get a fun little reward at the end of it um and, and you can still have some fun with the the color swapping gimmicks so i'm also not mad to see this where it is
1: to be honest when she says optional and i op- made the option of not doing it when i played Links awakening so i don't have any opinion on it whatsoever sorry
0: <laughs> that's okay let's move on number 44 <laughs> divine beast Vanaburis. Um, now, Allison, I know that you got some stuff to say, so I'll just get my spiel out of the way quick here. Okay. I, I'm going to be honest, and I'll say this about every single Divine Beast from Breath of the Wild. All of them blend together for me. I I can barely differentiate any of them from one another, with the exception of maybe some boss fights. But, like, yeah. These, these are just, like, virtually the same thing in my brain. So it's hard for me to comment on them. Uh, the... The Fire Blight fight was pretty cool, but other than that, I don't, I don't really have a whole lot.
1: I mean, okay, so this is kind of weird because I'm looking at my own list and I think I mistyped because I put Vometto and not Vana'Boris on it. Um, I I think that Vana'Boris is like at least the very most unique of the of the four main divine beasts because. You can go through the first three... Or, I shouldn't say first three. You can do them in any order. You can go through the other three. It's really straightforward. The puzzles are easy. It's, like, nothing to sweat about. But you get to Vaughn and Boris, and there's just so many ways that you can... I don't even know the correct way to do this dungeon, if there is a correct way. Like, where you actually channel the electricity through it. I don't do that at all, because I don't know how. It's so, like, it's challenging. The boss fight is... Very challenging and fantastic. I think it should be higher on the list. I don't know why I put Meadow and not Noboris on my list.
0: Uh, you know what? I exactly to my point that I just made. I confused this and said Fireblade, and this one is Thunderblade, right?
1: Uh, yeah, this is the Thunderblade one.
0: Right, and that that pretty much should tell you everything that you need to know about what I think of the Divine Beast that I have trouble kind of putting the names and bosses to certain uh divine beasts so Mm -hmm. yeah this one has a good um this one has a good boss battle for sure very hard and I remember I did this one first actually so this one was tough for me that is
1: hard yeah first go without Rivali's Gale that's that's a little rough
0: yeah I had a heck of a time fighting him um but you know what that's that's okay because Breath of the Wild could use some more hard bosses in my opinion uh, yeah. Let's keep it moving here. Number 43, Woodfall Temple. We talked about this not that long ago in our Majora's Mask episode. Uh, I, I like this dungeon. I like the music. I like the boss. And like you said, I'm a sucker for uh, wood-themed kind of dungeons or forest-themed dungeons. So yeah, this one's a good one to me. I think 43 is a good spot for it.
1: Um, I again would want this to be just a little bit higher, but I'm glad it at least made the list. I I also really like this dungeon. It's fun to play through. And everybody knows that I don't really care for much of Majora's Mask's dungeons, but this one I I really, really enjoy going through. So I'm okay with it. I guess I'm okay with it being there.
0: Yeah, you know what? Maybe I would have ranked it a little bit higher. I I would have had it in like a mid-30 kind of a spot. But I, I mean, almost from the point of like after your top 20, like there's a lot of them that are just like, it like it's almost interchangeable. Like there it's either in the you like it or you don't like it category for me. Yeah.
1: Yep, that's um, fair. Sticking
0: sticking with our forest theme, we got number forty two, the Forest Temple from Twilight Princess. Uh this is this is a, a hit or miss one for me. And I think it's mostly a miss actually. I don't love the monkey gimmick. It's kind of entertaining sometimes, but like I, I think for the most part I just don't really like it. Gale boomerang is, is okay. But uh, you know, as we kind of talked about before, the the boomerang has never been my favorite item. But you do have some pretty awesome mini boss fights in here, and the final boss is is pretty wicked. So this is like a I don't know. This one is okay for me. I guess I'm okay with it being this low.
1: This is. I know I said I liked forest themes, but I, I don't know. I there are two dungeons from Twilight Princess that I'm that I like. That I'm okay with and then the rest I just feel are a chore and this is one of them so I would have ranked it lower
0: yeah I don't know if I if it would have came in on my top 50 at all um, speaking of one I probably wouldn't came in on my top 50 41 the great palace from adventure of link this is the only entry from adventure of link and this is a tale of two dungeons if you're playing this on the Nintendo switch where you have a rewind option this is actually kind of a fun dungeon if you are playing this on any other platform without save states, this is going to be awful. So, I'll let that kind of decide what your perception of this dungeon is.
1: <laughs> I I think it's awful just because I think the Adventure Link is awful. But I will, I will caveat that by saying I think everything I've heard that's good about this game is usually about the Great Palace. So... At least people who enjoy this game will agree that it's it's fun, it's challenging. So, I'm okay with it being there if, if we had to have one on the list.
0: Fair enough. Number 40, Skyview Temple. Al, you actually wrote the blurb on this. What do you think about Skyview? Oh, heck yeah.
1: Um, I love Skyview Temple. Heck, it's it's another forest kind of theme. There's some water in it too, which is kind of fun. Um, This is like, I feel this is where people need to get to. Um, let me give it a little anecdote. I played Skyward Sword the very first time and I didn't get this far and I was like, eh, I don't know about Skyward Sword, but then I played it again and I got through this dungeon and I was like, I love this game. I just think if people could get to this point, get past all the hoopla that's on uh, Skyloft that people don't like and the motion controls, get past that and get here, you will enjoy this game. I love this dungeon. It's, it's a fantastic first dungeon.
0: I, I agree, actually. I think that when you get to the gearheme fight in this temple, it like the game kicks into another gear, and yeah. like you get really rocking and rolling. That's a great analogy, uh, actually. Uh, I would rank this one a little bit higher, not in my top 20 necessarily, but it would have been higher on the list for me. Um, let's go over to the one that you mistakenly ranked, Divine Beast Va Meadow, coming in at number 39. <laughs> to me, again, it's weird that, spoiler, all four, uh, all five, Divine Beasts got into, uh, our list here because they are fairly lackluster to me, but, uh, you know, I guess that this one stands out as being the most lackluster, if I'm going to be honest, because I can't remember even the boss fight. I can't remember any of the puzzles. I do remember that you get Rivali's Gale, which is cool, but yeah, this one is, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it would have been on my list.
1: Um yeah for some reason I put it on my list but maybe I was thinking because there's a unique way that you can do this dungeon and you can do it without the map or moving the bird at all which is kind of cool um other than that the puzzles are like when you first do the puzzles you're kind of like oh yeah I'm such a genius I'm so smart because they kind of have that feel to them where you feel smart for solving them but once you know them, it's just it's just so easy to go through it. You could beat this dungeon in five minutes, even if you weren't a speedrunner. So it's okay. I don't think it needs to be on the top 50 list. I think there are better dungeons out there, but it's okay.
0: All right, let's move on to number 38. And I have a theory that I'm going to share with you here. Okay. We have the Tower of Spirits from Spirit Tracks coming in at number 38. Now... I theorize here that a lot of writers and staff, when they were making their lists, were trying to be inclusionary to other games because obviously we know that the temples from um, you know, Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword and Wind Waker, those are going to dominate the upper echelon of the list. So I feel like a lot of people were just like, i got to give some love to other games too. And I feel like in this example, in Spirit Tracks, and another one which we'll get to in a bit, they, a lot of our staff were like, okay, well, I feel like I should include a dungeon from Spirit Tracks. What's in that game? And, of course, you remember the Tower of Spirits because you keep on coming back to it and back to it and back to it. So I don't think that this is the best dungeon in this game. I just think it's the one that people remember the most. So this would not be anywhere on my list uh, at all. But that's that's my theory about how this dungeon managed to finagle its way into a lower 30 spot.
1: That's you know that's fair. I again, this is one of the games that I haven't played, so I don't have much to say about it. But if it's anything like uh uh Temple of the Ocean King, then I kind of find it surprising that it's on this list. <laughs> I mean, I like Temple of the Ocean King, but I know most people hate it. So, I don't know. It's kind of kind of surprising that it's on this list to be honest.
0: Yep. Yep, I agree. Um, and we will surely pick this conversation up when we get to Temple of the Ocean King. Let's keep it going. Number thirty-seven, Misery Myra from A Link to the Past. Uh, you know, I actually I like this dungeon. Um, although I will say, I played A Link to the Past again next year, or uh, A Link to the Past last year. Sorry, not next year. Living in the future. And he's
1: a time traveler,
0: and um, I I don't know, like something about A Link to the Past dungeons for me, they just like don't stick out. And I'm not sure why that is. Um, I don't know. I, I think, like, Skullwoods are the ones that stick out, if anything, to me. But, like, something about the the dungeons in this game just, like, kind of blend together. And I'm not sure I can pinpoint why that is. I know that I, you know, every dungeon in A Link to the Past is solid, I think. But uh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have that same kind of attachment to them that I think a lot of other people do. If that makes I, sense?
1: Yeah, I'm in total agreement. I, like I said before, I think my love for a Link to the Past was strictly for nostalgia. I played this a couple of years ago, more like three or something years ago, and I struggled with the dungeons. Like this game, for some people, this game is so easy, but for me, it was it was so hard. I don't, I don't know. So uh, I don't know. It's okay where it's at. I guess I don't have much to say about it.
0: I wouldn't say that it, they're hard. I, actually, I think that may be the problem, is I think that they're not, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're, like, super challenging. It's, uh, I don't know what it is, but it, they don't they don't grab my attention, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, let's move on to one that does grab my attention, number 36 on our list, Great Bay Temple. Um, You know, we were, we were talking about how we thought that the dungeons of Majora's Mask were, like, kind of mediocre, and I stand by that, but... I, I think that Great Bay is probably about where I'd put it if I were forced to make a list of 50 dungeons. Um, I think that this is a fun take on like a, on like a water dungeon, and Kristen said in his right up here, it's really more of like a water factory, so um, you know, I, I like that, and uh, it helps that I like playing as the Zora and that swimming isn't too bad, so I'm okay with where it is.
1: I think if I'm thinking about the N64 version, I agree, because I like the swimming as uh, Zora Link in the N64 version, so it was alright. The uh, going to get the fairies wasn't too hard or too backtracking. Um, it's not as confusing as a lot of people say. It's alright. I, I, I'm not a huge fan, but it's alright. I like, I like where it's at.
0: Alright, let's go over and talk about number 35. We have another Divine Beast uh varuta and this is you know i've said it once i'll say it again the they blend together for me um water blight was okay and that's really all i have to say about it
1: (laughs) water blight was okay and that's it (laughs) uh yeah this uh, this one's kind of forgettable well i shouldn't say forgettable everybody knows like the elephant uh divine beast but in in the world of Breath of the Wild, it's kind of forgettable. Like it's just another Divine Beast. So I would have ranked it lower if maybe take it off it entirely. But yeah, no no real love or hate for this one.
0: Uh, I will say that if we were including the the portions beforehand where you're interacting with the new champions to get into the Divine Beast, that this one would be probably my favorite of the bunch. Probably this one, and then um, Neboris, and then probably meadow and then the absolute dead last would be uh would be escorting our boy uh Yenobo around death mountain
1: <laughs> yeah i agree with that
0: uh so number 34 speaking of death mountain is the gore on mines from twilight princess this one is is pretty good i think it has a really good boss i think it has a really great mini boss in particular the uh the, the boots were a good dungeon item you know i give twilight princess a lot of grief on this show and rightfully so, you just look at the Gorons and they're hideously ugly in this game, but <laughs> this is a fun dungeon, I think. Um, nothing nothing wrong with it. If, if you got a better item other than the, the bow, it might rank a little bit higher for me, but you know, it's, it's super solid.
1: I think the way they use the iron boots in it is interesting, and I could tell they were trying to do something different, but otherwise, this is not, I'm not a fan, I'm... This is usually the um the point where I kind of quit playing Twilight Princess. <laughs> that sounds so bad. I know so many people like this game, but I just it's just a chore for me. I don't I don't like it.
0: No, nothing wrong with that. Um, before we go on to number thirty-two or and uh, thirty-three and thirty-two, uh, we should mention that we also kind of broadened our list that uh, we were able to include mini dungeons and like mini uh, little areas such as number 33 bottom of the well and i will give a little bit of uh behind the scenes uh, knowledge here one staff member had this as number two on their list and that gave it 19 points and the difference between a lot of the the latter half of the list like i was talking about was so minuscule that the 19 points to this dungeon shot it up to like where it is basically right now i think a couple other people had it ranked in the lower parts of their list but just this is kind of an example of how like one person could really affect this list uh, i i don't think that this belongs here at all to be honest uh, and i love ocarina of time to me this is just like kind of an extension of the shadow temple um so i i wouldn't have i wouldn't have even considered ranking it uh, this high but here we are
1: Um, I'm kind of the same where I wouldn't rank it this high, but I feel like it's significant because it introduced us to Dead Hand. And I was literally just thinking that, you know, we were talking about things that we would bring back to Breath of the Wild 2, and I was saying that the Redead would be really creepy in Breath of the Wild 2, but so would Dead Hand. Can we get Dead Hand back into the series? Because this thing was terrifying in 1998. Can you imagine what it's going to be like in 2020-whatever? I... At least the like, at least the boss battle for the bottom of the well is like just terrifying and fantastic. So while I wouldn't rank this at all on the list, I still like feel strongly about uh, Dead Hand.
0: Uh, Breath of the Wild two rated M for mature with Dead Hand in it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I don't mean to uh, to kind of dump on Bottom of the Well. I think it's great. Like the the experience is great. I just like kind of always view it as part of the Shadow Temple. Um, yeah. So I I wouldn't differentiate the two. But I did differentiate number 32 on our list, which is Iconic Castle from Majora's Mask. And I did feel a little bit guilty for not giving any love on my top 20 list to um, the Majora's Mask dungeons. So I ended up going with uh, Iconic Castle here because I actually, like like we were talking about before, I love this dungeon. I love all the re and how they're dancing if you have the mask on. Um, I, I love the the boss battle, even though uh, King Iconic and his goons are, like, annoying uh, the one thing that I don't like is that you have to face the Wizrobe again, but I, I do like <laughs> just kind of the atmosphere and the vibe of the canyon and how that translates and, and everything like that. So I, I liked uh, I liked this. I would have probably rated it a little bit higher, actually, than where it is.
1: I, uh, I put this on my list too, actually, my personal list. I think that if they had expanded this dungeon, maybe, because it's pretty short, um, yeah. if they expanded it a little bit and just replaced Stone Tower Temple, <laughs> I know I'm gonna say that and be just like obliterated after this comes out. But I just, I just like it better than Stone Tower Temple. It's like it's kind of fun. It's uh in like a funny kind of way, and it's just it's cool to go through. And I also like the reds. I like that you could put on the mask and they start dancing. That's it. and the boss battle is great. I personally don't mind the robe over and over again. But I just prefer it to Stone Tower Temple. I wish they could have expanded it.
0: I don't disagree. And we're probably going to catch a lot of flack for that. Because at some point, probably no spoiler here, we're going to be talking about Stone Tower Temple. Um, We got a lot of ground to cover here still, so let's keep it rolling. Number 31, Skull Woods from A Link to the Past. Like I was mentioning, this is the one dungeon from A Link to the Past that does kind of stick out to me. And I think that's mostly because... Like, on the um, on the overworld, you can enter the dungeon, but then exit it, and then re-enter it from different points, and uh, I, I always, like, kind of liked that, where, like, it, it felt like you could find, like, little secret entryways into this dungeon, even though you were, like, kind of supposed to go there. Um, this one stuck out to me, and uh, I I could be fact-checked here on this, but I think you fight Mothra in this dungeon, which is a great boss, so, uh, you know, I, I'm all about that.
1: Um... I'm kind of going to repeat myself with the link to the, uh yeah, link to the past dungeons. I I there's just something about them. They don't sit with me as much as they do for other people. So, I didn't really rank any on my list, and I don't really remember this one particularly, so I guess it's okay where it's at. I I, did, I that's it. That's all I have to say. I don't have anything to say for it.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to uh, I'm going to correct myself here before somebody does for me. It's not Mothra. It's Mothula.
1: So Mothula. Very okay. sorry about
0: that. Uh, let's go over to number 30, which is Death Mountain from The Legend of Zelda for the NES. And this is the only entry from the uh, from the original Zelda. And it's probably the best selection that you could have from that game. Um, lots of different enemies that are like specific to this particular dungeon. Um, it was a good way to to finish up the game, I feel like, um, challenging for sure, but not as frustrating as Great Palace and Adventure of Link. So I went to put this one on my top 20, but you know, by the virtue of when you give context to like, okay, well this is the first game. It's kind of still figuring out the best way to do dungeons. I, I think that I'm actually okay with it being where it is.
1: Oh my gosh. It's been so, so, so long since I played the legend of Zelda. Like like several years long, so unfortunately, I'm sorry that I keep doing this to some of the dungeons on this on this list, but I don't remember it, so I can't say much about it.
0: Send your hate tweets to at Allison Alifa. <laughs> Let's move on. Number 29, Temple of the Ocean King. How did this get on this list? This <laughs> again, I I think that the answer is because you go here so often in this game that. It's hard to think of another dungeon without thinking of Temple of the Ocean King when you're thinking of dungeons from Phantom Hourglass. I feel like people wanted to be uh, inclusionary to some of the DS games, but, like, you know, they didn't pick the best dungeons from those games. They just picked the one that you remember the most. It's kind of like when we were talking about Musical March Madness, and, like, I don't think that The Great Sea is the best track from The Wind Waker, but it's the one that you hear the most often, so it's the one that you think of over and over and over again. Um, I, I actually don't think the Temple of the Ocean King is, like, truly, truly awful. I just think it's pretty bland, pretty vanilla. It has bad music. Um, it takes a while before you get the appropriate items to, like, really skip over a lot of the uh, the backtracking and stuff that you have to redo. Uh, I, I don't know. this. If I was going to pick a dungeon from Phantom Hourglass, which I did not, this would not be the dungeon that I would pick.
1: <laughs> That's fair. I I mean I put Temple of the Ocean King on my personal list but it wasn't very high. So I think number 29 over some of the other dungeons that are behind it is kind of ridiculous, but I'm glad it at least made the list. Like I like this dungeon. I like knowing how to get through it quickly and I like some of the um some of the challenges in it. I don't mind the backtracking when because like I said before, I know how to do it, so it's not a big deal to me. I like it.
0: Well, a dungeon that I don't like. You were you were just talking about how the Goron Mines and Twilight Princess is when you stopped playing. Yeah. This is where I stopped playing. Number 28. <laughs> somehow, Lakebed Temple has managed to finagle its way into our top 50 dungeon list here. I hate this dungeon. I, I, I hate it. I think it's so bad. Um, the music is bland. The... I mean the item like is is kind of cool like you get a claw shot but then it's immediately outdone when you get a claw shot later in the game and you get the doubles so it's like okay well that that's relevant from that dungeon um it's confusing I don't like that you have only 10 water bombs for the most part at that point in the game you have to ration them which I I I hate they're they you like you don't find water bombs anywhere you have to go and buy them from people um, I don't like the boss because I don't like swimming around in Twilight Princess. Uh, nothing, nothing in this dungeon works for me. I don't like it really at all. So I, and, and it's confusing and maybe I'm just a bad player, but like, I don't know. I'm looking at this at like in the top 30 and I am just like, how did this get here?
1: <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I don't like this dungeon. In fact, when I played Twilight Princess kind of recently, Basically, a lot of people who really like playing Twilight Princess were watching me, and they were crying because I couldn't figure out this damn dungeon. So, uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I don't think it belongs in the top 30, but, you know, a lot of people really like this game and really like the dungeons, so I get why it's there.
0: Well, we're not done uh, pooping on Twilight Princess yet. We got a couple more to go here. Number 27, City in the Sky. And, you know, I'm willing to say that this could be in my top 50 just for the boss fight alone and for the items alone, but man, this would not be in my upper echelon because this dungeon is a slog. It's like so insanely long. And you know what? Having a long dungeon isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it, it just has like, it has this, the same kind of chirping, annoying music playing over and over again. It's the same bland gray aesthetic. You do get some nice spots where like you have, you're outside and like you turn into the wolf, you're walking the tightrope. You can actually see some, some green, some color in this game. But like the, this to me is just like, oh God, I, I tense up every time that I get to the part (laughs) in Twilight Princess where I'm like, Jesus, I gotta do City in the Sky next. So, this would be another one that, to me, is just like not not rank it too high on my list.
1: Uh, yeah, this dungeon makes me cry. I, I <laughs> like you said, it's a slog, and you know what? I I don't know a lot of people. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know a lot of people who think this is the this is one of the greater dungeons of Twilight Princess. Like, usually people are saying others. So I find it. Even for a Twilight Princess dungeon, I find it very strange that it's in the top 30. I would have thought that it been closer to, like, high 40s. So, I don't know why it's there, but it's there.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, but I will say that the boss fight is pretty wicked. And maybe that's why it's, it's as high as it is. And I could probably accept that answer. But, yeah, it wouldn't be high on my list. Let's keep it rolling. Twilight Princess, number 26, The Palace <laughs> of Twilight. And, like... Just serve them up on a silver platter here. We've got three Twilight Princess dungeons back to back to back that nobody likes. Uh, <laughs> I will say that I think Palace of Twilight is the best of this trio. Uh, by far, actually. Even though it's ugly and it's dark. And it, it, it has, the, it has a, a weird achievement of actually being dark and bland, but hideously bright at the same time. And I don't know how Twilight Princess manages to do that, but... It, it does, um, this one is, this one is actually, again, kind of saved by the boss battle, the fight with Zant is great, but, like, you don't even get an item, you just get a power-up to your master sword, which kind of sucks, you have to take those balls and, and stay away from the hands, which also sucks, uh, yeah, this one would be, would be low on my list as well. Uh,
1: I think this one is okay, like, like you said, it's probably the better of the three that we just we have here in a row. I think that I like the kind of creepy factor of Running Away from the Hand. I remember when my brothers and I were playing this back in the day that we were like freaking out about that. So I kind of I kind of like that memory, and I kind of like that it's there. I don't think it's bad, but it's not my favorite from Toilet Princess. It's okay.
0: Shouldn't uh, let's be keep- top thirty. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. We're at the halfway point of the list. Number 25, Low Rule Castle from A Link Between Worlds. I like this dungeon. It's got great music. And um, even though it has, like, the same fight these bosses that you've already fought before, the, the master door to the end boss opens up gimmick, um, for whatever reason, that doesn't bug me in in Low Rule Castle. Maybe it's the music, um, but I I always have a good time in here. Um, I, I don't... I don't think that it it's too long so that's maybe that's why uh you know I'm not I'm not harping on it like I feel like Wind Waker's final dungeon was but um the music is is also really what sets it apart for me and the uh the final boss sequence as well with Yuga and with uh, Hilda is fantastic so yeah I like it
1: Yeah I do remember a lot of like crazy cool things happening in this uh well mostly at the end of this dungeon but I, I appreciate, I remember appreciating it. I, I love fighting Yuga. I think Yuga is kind of underrated in the Zelda series. I think he's fantastic. And then, you know, the big twist about uh, Hilda was great. So I, I like it. I'm, I'm okay with this being at where it's at. Maybe it yep. could be a little higher.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be upset to see it a little bit higher. It was just on the cusp of cracking my top 20. I went with another dungeon instead, which I don't think made the list from uh, Unlinked Tomb Worlds but um, let's keep it moving. Number 24, the Palace of Winds from the Minish Cap, and you would think that I would be a big proponent of this dungeon, and I am. It's a fantastic dungeon. I think I put it number 20 on my list, but it, it isn't one of my favorite from Minish Cap, specifically for the reason that we were just talking about with City in the Sky. This is maybe the longest dungeon in the Legend of Zelda series. It's so, so long. Um, there's actually, like, two boss keys that you need to get because it's so long. But that being said, it has a fantastic item. Rockscape is the best jumping item in the series that we've ever gotten. Um, the The final boss battle is wicked. It's like, it's very, very intense. You're fighting these, uh, these guy orgs in the sky and you really have to utilize like everything you've learned. You have to utilize your platforming. You have to utilize uh, splitting into four. Um, this is, like, technically and uh, speaking, it's, it's a fantastic dungeon. It's just, like, really, really long. That's the only downfall of it.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, again, this is a game I haven't played in quite a few years, at least in its entirety in quite a few years. So I don't remember much about it, but I do remember more about some of the other dungeons. So I feel like, just for me personally, um, in the position that I have, that some of the other dungeons would be better placed here. But, um, otherwise it's okay, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I put a couple other Minish Cap dungeons in my top 20 here, which we'll get to at the end of the show. We'll reveal our original list, but uh, let's keep it moving for the time being now. Uh, we got number 23, Hyrule Castle from Twilight Princess. I actually think that this is a pretty great final, uh, dungeon. Um, although again, I just think it's kind of cheating because, like, I think Twilight Princess actually has maybe the best ending boss sequence of any game in the series with, like, Zelda, and then Beast Ganon, and then Horse Ganon, and then Ganon Ganon, but, um, that's almost, it feels like cheating to put that on, on my list, so I didn't, but I think that the actual castle part is pretty well done, you, you at least make use of some of the items that you have accrued over the course of the game, like the spinner that you never really use after, so, uh, I, I like it, and there's, um, there's some good storytelling here with the Resistance, uh, pretty much the only time that they do anything of note in the game, actually, so, uh, i'm okay where it is i would have maybe put it a little bit lower but i'm not mad to see it where it is
1: yeah i kind of agree again this is how i feel about the the twilight realm but like i i think it's okay i i appreciate that they don't make you fight boss battles again but i like all the mini boss fights so like i appreciate those and i agree that the the last boss sequences are so great the music is fantastic so i feel like I'm more trying to push through Hyrule Castle and get it over with just so I can get to that end portion because it's so amazing and epic. So I would rank it lower, but I'm glad that it's higher than some of the other Twilight Princess dungeons.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, let's move on. Number 22, Ganon's Tower from A Link to the Past. And this is where you have your your showdown with uh, Aghanim, the evil wizard. And uh, you know what? This one is again—it's okay for me. Um, you you have the same gimmick of fighting the the bosses that you've already fought. So you know it's—I I don't mean to to dump on it, but it's kind of bland, especially because we just finished talking about Hyrule Castle and Low Rule Castle. Um, this would have this would have ranked far lower on my list. Actually, it probably wouldn't have ranked at all.
1: Yeah, I I mean. <laughs> Like, I, like we keep saying, it's kind of cheating, I guess, because of the final battle. I like the final battles in uh, Link to the Past, despite what I've been saying uh, for this whole show. But I don't remember getting to them at all. So <laughs> so I would say that the, the Ganon's Tower is forgettable, but the final boss fights are great.
0: All right, let's talk about number 21, the final Divine Beast from Breath of the Wild. I have three yes. words, and then the floor is yours. You know what they are. Monk Maz Kashia
1: yes this is where I, this is where I started to feel a little more passionate about the dungeons <laughs> yes um, this this should definitely be higher and like I'm so glad that it's higher than the other than all the other divine beasts or I don't know if we did the Rudania but it's like it it makes you feel like you're actually in a Zelda quote unquote dungeon compared to the rest of the game. And the boss fight is so crazy good. Like it's it's definitely better than any of the other plights. Um, uh, it's better than uh, the Beast scan by far. And it's just so good. It's so epic. I just I just really wish it didn't take so long to get there.
0: Yeah, um, Kashia is the best boss battle in the game by like a mile. I think uh, it's just such a wicked fight wicked soundtrack and like this is this is a divine beast that feels like a legitimate dungeon i think so i i ranked it um pretty not not high on my list but i put it on there which is at least something because i generally don't think that the um the dungeon or the divine beast and breath of the wild offer too too much but i i love this one and you get a motorcycle for beating yeah Monk heck Kefia. yeah that's great so, roll tide on that all right let's get into the top 20 here uh eagle's tower from Link's Awakening, this was just on the cusp of making my list, but I ultimately decided not to. I think that this is a great dungeon. Um, it's it's hard. It's really hard, actually, especially if you if you don't know kind of where you're going or what you're doing. Um, there are some very tricky spots where you have to bomb to make a pathway to carry the ball that ultimately breaks the pillars of this. And I, you know, it took me a long time to kind of get orientated and figure out where everything is. So. I think that this is uh, a really fun dungeon. It's it makes you think, um, and has it has a great item. It has a great boss battle. So you know, I am uh, I'm all about this dungeon. And actually, um, you know, I think it's probably one of the few that I would say is even better on the 2019 Switch version.
1: Um. Yeah, once again, I haven't played the older version, so this is my first time playing it through and so I didn't I don't I I didn't know the path at all. And so for somebody who doesn't know it, it was it was very hard to do because you keep falling, right? You like mm-hmm. if I remember right, you just keep falling and you have to start over. But um and getting to it was hard too. So like I I appreciate it for its challenge. I did feel that it was kind of cool that was Link's awakening. Uh, dungeons for me, each one got was harder than the last, so I appreciate it for its challenge. And you know what? I'm not opposed to it being there on the list. It's pretty great.
0: Um, it's pretty funny actually because Kristen in his write up writes that the Eagle, which is the final boss of this, is like super super hard. But uh, when I play Links Awakening DX, I actually do Turtle Rock before I do Eagle's Tower. So like, you get the the Flame Wand, and like, you smoke the eagle. I think it takes three hits, maybe, and he's dead. So (laughs) I I never think of him as as that much of a challenge.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Let's keep it going. 19, Dragon Roost Cavern. How the heck did this dungeon make it into our top 20? I have (laughs) no idea. This is a very, very vanilla dungeon. Um, It's got a cool boss fight, I guess. It's got a good item, but... Man, I, you know, there are some fantastic intro dungeons, which we'll actually get to in just a second, but I, I don't know, I wouldn't call this one an intro dungeon, because you've been playing Wind Waker for hours at this point, and it's, it's just very, very, very basic to me, that's, that's all I can think of, I don't know how it managed to get as high as it did.
1: Yeah, it's pretty standard, and I agree, it doesn't deserve to be in the top 20, I think it does deserve to be in this list, maybe like mid-30s but like you said it's very vanilla it's very straightforward um you don't feel like you don't get that oh i'm a genius feel from the puzzles the boss fight's great the item is fantastic i love the grappling hook but other than that i think there are definitely better dungeons that deserve this spot
0: number 18 we've got inside the deku tree and i actually wrote the blurb for this one this one ranked very high on my list I think that this is the best intro dungeon in the series. Uh, it, it, a, an intro dungeon has a couple of jobs that it needs to do. It has to it has to teach players how to play the game, but it doesn't want to beat you over the head with like different like intrusions basically of like here you need to press this, do this. You have Navi telling you certain things, but after she's told you once, you're basically free to just roam in this dungeon. Um, i i think that the music in this dungeon is awesome i think the boss in here is awesome you get a little bit of the story with the uh with the deku scrubs and like the password and stuff which i think is fantastic um this is i i love this dungeon and i think that like it really serves its purpose of like teaching you how to play without beating you over the head with like different like like oh you need to press up to walk and you need to press a to jump and stuff like that maybe i'm i'm kind of blinded by nostalgia here but I think that this one is fantastic.
1: I mean, I agree with you. I also think that it's probably, like, the epitome of what an intro dungeon is supposed to be. So I also really like this. I ranked it on my list. And I don't know the puzzles in it. It really gets you into the Zelda feel of the series. So I liked it. The boss fight's great. The dungeon's great. It's all great.
0: All right. Number 17. Going back to what I said earlier... um, just feels like cheating we've got ganon's castle from ocarina of time i did not put this on my list because it's it's a final boss battle it's like i don't know that feels uh it just feels like cheating but we did have one kind of cool comment from sean who wrote the blurb about this on the website um he kind of suggested that the outer rooms where you have like the little bite-sized uh versions of the temples that you've been in are almost like predecessors to uh the shrines from breath of the wild which i thought was really interesting so for that
1: For that that alone,
0: I think that that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I love playing this, but, you know, I I couldn't put it on my list.
1: I think of all the Ganon's castles there are, or final castles, it's... Okay, uh, excluding Breath of the Wild, I think it's one of the best ones. Because, first of all, it doesn't make you fight all the boss battles again, which I appreciate... But it does have those little blurbs that kind of reminds you of where you've been, and you get to use your skills to go back through them, and I like that. And then you're climbing this huge tower to get up to Ganon, and the music like escalates as you do, and I just think that's like fantastic. So Mm -hmm. I'm actually okay with this one being where it's at.
0: All right. Let's move on and talk about number 16, Forsaken Fortress. And, you know, I actually... I kind of have a uh, buyer's remorse on this because I ranked it decently high on my list and I think that's just because I finished playing Wind Waker and I'm looking at some of the dungeons like like Eagle's Tower or Low Rule Castle and I'm like, I don't like these as much as I like Forsaken Fortress. But, you know, I will I will say I really do love the, the stealth elements in Zelda and so I think that Forsaken Fortress does this really well. Um, the Helmerock King is a great fight and kind of the twist where... You know he just destroys you at the the first time you go there is really cool so i i do like forsaken fortress but if i were to remake my list right now it probably wouldn't rank anywhere near as high as it did uh, when i made the list
1: yeah um and i know from our previous conversations about the Wind Waker dungeons that i I don't really care for Forsaken Fortress. I, I like it the second time around when you get to fight some things. Like Phantom Ganon is probably one of my favorite fights in the whole uh, game. And the Helmrock King is great. But I don't know. I just I just know how quickly I can go through it without really doing anything. So it just feels kind of lackluster to me. So I would, I would rank it way, way, way lower.
0: All right. Well, let's keep going here. We've got 15 left. And then we're going to reveal some snubs. Uh, so let's let's keep on breezing through. Fifteen, we got Skykeep from Skyward Sword, and this is going to be the first of many Skyward Sword dungeons that are coming in hot and heavy. I don't think I would have ranked this one, to be honest. Actually, it's uh, it's not like dungeony enough for me, if that makes sense.
1: I mean, yeah, I ranked it, but it 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 does have that feel, kind of like Ganon's Castle from in a Time where you get to do a little blurb from what you've done in the past and I think that's that's pretty awesome um and like I once again I speed run this game so I know how to get through it a lot m- more quickly than a lot of people do so I appreciate it for that but it definitely isn't one of my favorite Skyward Sword dungeons it kind of feels like this is the end of the game and I just want to get to the end of the game
0: Uh, You know, I think it actually kind of suffers from, like, Skyward Sword has so many good dungeons that, you know what I mean, it just, um, you're right, it's just like, okay, I've already played all these amazing dungeons, like, I just want to finish it up now. Yeah. Um, Let's move on. Number 14, The Temple of Time from Twilight Princess. I'm going to surprise some people here and say, I love this dungeon. I think it's great. Uh, yes, it's very monochromatic, as is Twilight Princess in general, however, I like the gimmick of going to the top, working your way up, and then getting the rod, and then bringing down the statue with you. Uh, I've heard a lot of people complain that, like, oh, this dungeon's really linear and and whatever. You know, linear is not a bad thing. Uh, I'll take this dungeon over getting lost in Lakebed every single day of the week. Um, you, have, uh, you have Goma coming back uh, as the boss, which is really hilarious. There's kind of like the a little bit of levity at the end when you when you fight her so i uh i, I really enjoy this dungeon actually
1: um yeah i actually i 100 I percent agree this is one of the two dungeons of twilight princess that i really like and so i'm glad that it's ranked higher than a lot of the other twilight princess dungeons it's i i like the linear of it too but again, it was kind of funny because the people who like playing this game were watching me play it, and they were just kind of crying because <laughs> I was struggling. So, I like where it's at. I think it's great.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, let's keep it moving. Number thirteen, Tower of the Gods, and uh, I wouldn't have ranked this one where it is, but you know there are some cool things about this dungeon. Um, bongo bongo at the end is cool. I don't think he's actually called that in the game, but that's what he is by God. Um, (laughs) it's, it's kind of neat that you get to, that you get to use like your boat in the actual dungeon. So that's kind of cool. You know, in in a couple ways, actually, this is kind of the, the prototype for what the temple of time in Twilight Princess would actually become, because once you kind of get past the water, it's pretty much just you're leading around statues. Although you have to play a song every single time instead of just the simple rod.
1: <laughs> you know what, that's true. I didn't think about that. Um I like the Tower of the Gods. It's uh it's pretty fun to go through. I think that there I definitely like One Dungeon more than this one, but it's like it's kind of epic and it gets you to a good portion in the game where you're getting a lot of the story and like you said, it's a like uh um, a precursor to what other games have become, which is kind of cool. I never thought about it that way. I like where it's at.
0: All right, let's keep it rolling, and let's talk about number 12, the Lanayru Mining Facility. And I ranked this uh, number 13 on my list, so I am, like, dead on where this ended up. Uh, this is this is a fantastic dungeon. Um, you've got the, the time travel or the time shift stone in here, and it completely changes the aesthetic of the dungeon wherever you go and the puzzles that are derived from that is fantastic. Th- like this is a one of many fantastic dungeons from Skyward Sword. I I love this.
1: I'm actually not a huge fan of Luminary Mighty Facility, which sounds weird coming from me. That's surprising. But, yeah. Um, I think mostly because, I mean, I didn't like it so much when I was casually playing this game. I, I was okay with it. But I think because this is definitely where my run could die when I speedrun, just because of a couple of tricks and stuff. And in hero mode, it's kind of hard. You get hit a lot in this dungeon. So I just feel very frustrated when I play it. But it, like you said, it's got a lot of cool stuff going for it, changing the colors, changing the time. Um, There's massive rooms where there's pretty cool puzzles so i you get why the, it's uh, there
0: the the gust jar what's is that what the item is called
1: it i gust can't remember Gus name
0: gust bells yeah that's an awesome that's an awesome item it kind of gives me yeah. those luigi's mansion feels like when you go into a room and you just start blowing around everywhere <laughs> um yeah i i love it i think that it's a fantastic dungeon so i guess we'll have to agree to disagree let's move on yeah. to number 11 and uh, one of the most infamous dungeons in the entire series. We've got the Water Temple from Ocarina of Time. Um, again, I love it. I actually have a confession to make. I was having trouble making my list. And so I was like, you know what I'm going to do is take almost all of the dungeons from my favorite game, Ocarina of Time, and include them on my list. Because I like, uh, you know, for me... It's like my least favorite dungeon from Ocarina of Time is probably more enjoyable to me than almost every other dungeon from a lot of the other games here. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I sat with the Water Temple. I love the Water Temple. It's like, it's super challenging. You have to think when you do it, you have to kind of plan out where you're going to go. You know, a lot has been said about its difficulty over the years, but I actually kind of appreciate that about it.
1: I agree. I, I also, I don't understand... the the stigma that it's like it's so hard because I never thought that it was that hard um but I also agree that it's challenging and it does make you think so I appreciate that and it's just it's got one of the coolest like sub boss fights ever when you fight Dark Link like that's probably one of my most favorite moments to get to in this game so I I'm okay with it being at this spot
0: yeah. And, and also a very, very satisfying moment when you can just cheese morph in the corner there. If you can do yeah, that, right. <laughs> oh, there's no better feeling.
1: Um,
0: okay. Let's go into the top 10. And as Allison and I are recording this, this has not been released to the general public here. So, um, Allison, are you seeing this for the first time? This I'm seeing,
1: 10? yeah, the top 10 for the first time.
0: All right. Well, we're, we're definitely going to go long, but stick with us here. Cause we are going to do them all and uh, do this list justice. Number 10, Coming from the Wind Waker is the Earth Temple. This ranks a little bit too high for my liking, Allison. Um, <laughs> I've told you my grapes with it. It has fantastic, fantastic music, um, but I just hate that command melody. It's the worst.
1: Uh, I, okay, so I actually really, really like this dungeon, and I think like a follow up to me liking forest themes is that i like creepy themes probably right behind it so i like the creepiness of this dungeon i i feel like the control of medley isn't so bad um the enemies are really fun to fight the puzzles are great i i actually really like it the music's cool too like and probably Jahala is one of my favorite boss fights in wind waker so you i'm know- glad it's at number 10.
0: Jalhala is just a bit too, um, he's a bit too comedy for me. Like, I I do like my boss fights to have, like, a sense of danger and a sense of urgency to them, and, like, it's just a bit too, I don't know, he's not menacing enough for me, I guess is what I'm trying to say, but you know what, for for the music alone, I'm okay with uh, the Earth Temple cracking the top ten. Let's uh, shift over to number nine, the Shadow Temple from Ocarina of Time. I am shocked that this is as high as it is actually because, uh, and maybe I shouldn't be because the aesthetic is really cool, but I actually think of like the five adult dungeons. This one's probably the weakest. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff, but like the hover boots I think are, are harder to control than they need to be. And, uh, you know, the boss fight is, is cool, but it's not as cool. I don't think as, as a lot of the other ones. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, you know, I still rank this on my top 20, don't get me wrong. I think it's a fun dungeon, but, like, in comparatively speaking, I was just like, I don't think that people are going to go for the Shadow Temple a whole lot. But uh, here we are. I was proven wrong.
1: Um, like I said, I like creepies, so I appreciate the the Shadow uh Temple, but I'm surprised I didn't rank it on my list. Um... I, the final boss fight is really great. And I remember actually the Shadow Temple being kind of difficult. Like, if you fall, you go fa- you go back pretty far. So, But I, I would agree that it's kind of the weakest of the bunch. I like it aesthetically, and I like the final boss fight. But the rest is kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to get through this so I can fight Bongo Bongo.
0: All right, let's keep it moving. And here we are, the last entry from Breath of the Wild. Number 8, Hyrule Castle. And this is really, you know, this has been an ongoing debate at Zelda Dungeon, probably since Breath of the Wild came out, of if you consider Hyrule Castle to be a dungeon or not. And since we allowed kind of mini dungeons on our list, obviously it was going to be included. But, you know, I I don't really consider this a traditional dungeon because it's not like you have your own map, yes, but you don't have, I I don't know, it, it doesn't feel like a dungeon to me. Um, so that's why I didn't rank it. I think if I was comfortable ranking Hyrule Castle as a dungeon, this would have easily cracked my top 20, but, uh, it didn't just because there's something holding me back from saying like, this is, this is a dungeon. And maybe it's just because like I was talking about, I feel like putting the final dungeon uh, of a game is kind of cheating, but I didn't include this one. But you know, if I, if I were to be a little bit less rigid in there, I absolutely would. This was number one on a lot of people's lists.
1: Wow, number one. Okay. I mean I ranked it I ranked it in my top twenty and I think um I think the reason that it's not a Zelda dungeon is because you could literally just climb up the castle and go to the boss fight right away. That,
0: that that's what I mean. That's that's why yeah. I'm I'm just like I don't know if this is like a dungeon.
1: But there's so many cool rooms and stuff that you have to kinda of puzzle through, um down below so I feel like maybe if they made it a little more linear and made you go into those rooms so that you could get to the boss dungeon or the boss fight it would have felt more like a dungeon however I really like what's inside Hyrule Castle I like exploring it I like finding all the um like super cool weapons that you can do I like fighting all the silver you know enemies that you could fight there's a talus in there everybody knows I like my taluses so and like you get the Hylian Shield in there too, which is super cool. But which is I awesome. Yeah, I understand why people don't think it's a dungeon, but I like it a lot, and I'm super glad it's in the top ten.
0: Yeah, like I, I love it, but I just I felt weird about including it, so I I didn't, and that doesn't really make any sense. But uh, that's that's what I did. <laughs> um, let's move on. Number seven we have the spirit temple from Ocarina of Time. This is one of my absolute favorite dungeons in the series. I think that it is so so awesome. You've got amazing music, you've got an amazing boss fight, you've got amazing items. So we've got that. We're already ahead of the, of the game here. But like the the design of this dungeon is so fantastic using both your your child and your adult forms. The puzzles in here are amazing. Um, I I think that this is like I said, one of the best dungeons in the legends of all the series.
1: Um, I would agree with you. I don't think it's the best, but I would agree with you about everything else you said. I I love the music. I love the boss fight. I really like the mechanic where you have to go do one side as the child and one side as adult link. It's just, it's really cool. And it's a good, like, almost final dungeon for the game. So I am so happy that it's here. It definitely belongs to be in this spot. I think I just said that word that wrong, but you guys know what I mean.
0: (laughs) All right, let's move on. Number six, we got the Snowpeak Ruins from Twilight Princess. Um, You know, again, this is an awesome dungeon. Uh, What what can you say? I love the aesthetic that, like, the dungeon is actually just like this old mansion. And kind of funny, we were actually talking about this on Discord where it's like, you know, we call it the Snowpeak Ruins, but the mansion really isn't in that bad shape. It's just cold. Um, but yeah I, <laughs> yeah, I think it has a, an amazing story, amazing boss fight. I love the gimmick of like constantly going to the wrong room to find ingredients for, uh, the, the stew that you're making. Um, it's got a great item and, uh, you know, music is maybe a little bit like, okay. But other than that, I, I think that this is a fantastic dungeon. This And this is one of the first ones where like you really start to, to use your abilities as like both a wolf and a human this and Arbiter's Grounds both do that really well I think so yeah nothing that I dislike about this
1: I yeah I also agree this is the second dungeon that I like from this game and it actually wasn't until recently that I liked this dungeon I used to hate it but last time I played it I actually really enjoyed it I think the only gripe I have about it is those javelin wielding ice warriors they're insane I hate them they're awful yeah, it's
0: not that they're bad. It's just where they're placed is really bad.
1: Yeah, and they're like really good at aiming and killing you. So, <laughs> yeah. like that's the only gripe I have about it. The rest is the same as you said. I, I would uh, Twilight Princess being in the top ten is I understand it for a lot of people, but not for me. But I still like this engine, so I'm okay. I'm, I'm tolerating.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I have to admit that I put, uh, I put this in my top ten.
1: Oh boy! Do yeah, that might. The
0: there's a there's a surprise for you. All right, let's keep it moving yeah. here. We're almost done. Number five, Stone Tower Temple. Um, again, we we kind of said earlier that neither one of us are huge fans of this. We talked about it extensively on our Majora's Mask dungeon episode, which is available in the archives. Um, this would have probably cracked my top thirty, but it definitely wouldn't be number five on my list. It's um it's okay. And again, I, I just think that like if there were a few changes where like you could quickly um you could quickly play the elegy of emptiness or like you could just quickly like have the have the mask buttons be permanent buttons on the side of your 3DS or whatever where you can just like instantaneously change between them instead of pausing, swapping out masks, going back. That would be better to me. Um, you know, the dungeon item is pretty pretty lame and uh, the boss fight i feel like is is just okay. So yeah, this one's just okay.
1: I don't like this dungeon at all. <laughs> you know what would make may probably save it for me is you know that one room where you have the crystals in the room and you flip the room up and down to get the block moved. Right. If they had that for easy access for the rest of the dungeon, it would have been so much better for me and I, uh, maybe people don't agree with me, but I hate having to go back out and change it, especially if you're trying to get all the fairies, because you have to go back out and change it again. So if it had easier access to flip it while you're in a room so you could finish the room and be done with it, that'd be great. But I don't like this dungeon. I, uh, I understand why it's there for other people, but I don't like it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, uh, here's a little bit of interesting trivia for you. Of the four dungeons left... Number four, number three, and number one are on our master list, the exact same as they were on my personal list. So
1: uh, Ooh, a, little bit of,
0: a little bit of trivia for you there. Let's get to it. Number four from Twilight Princess, Arbiter's Grounds. Uh, I I think that this is one of the best dungeons in the series. Again, um, the spinner is such a wicked item. It's so fun. I know that some people complain that you don't use it outside of the dungeon, but I don't care. You use it in the dungeon, which is what matters. Um, the fight against Stallord is like maybe one of the best fights in the series. Um, and the actual dungeon is really cool too. It's kind of like a deserty take on Ocarina of Time's Forest Temple. So um, a lot about this dungeon I really like. I was kind of saying about Snow Peak is where you kind of start utilizing your wolf abilities as well as your Hylian abilities. But this is really where you do that. And um, I think that it definitely kicks the dungeons up from Twilight Princess into another gear once you get to this area
1: um i'm okay with this dungeon. it's i like the spinner a lot i think the spinner is one of my favorite items in this game too i definitely like it in hyrule warriors and the boss fight's pretty cool but the rest of the dungeon is kind of eh to me so i i don't know i i think that at least temple of time and snow peak are better than this one so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna let it be
0: (laughs) all right well you can instead tell us about number three on our list here, the Ancient Cistern from Skyward Sword. Rumor has it this might have been your number one overall pick.
1: Uh, Yeah, so I, oh my gosh, I love this dungeon so much. It's probably one of the best of the entire series for me. Um, I think it's cool that it's got, like, duality to it as far as themes go. Like, you're on the top and it's kind of like a water dungeon, but then you go down below and it's, like, a shadow dungeon, and creepy. Um, and, like, who doesn't like the boss fight? Like, how could you not get super hyped up for Kalactos? And I also I also like some of the tricks you can do with speedrunning the game while it's kind of upsetting that you skip basically the entire dungeon. It's pretty cool what you can do to skip the entire dungeon. So I like that. And I just think it's, like... Again, it's like the epitome of what a Zelda dungeon should be. It's got fantastic puzzles, and it's awesome.
0: I agree. This one was uh, very high on my list, number three, as a matter of fact. Um, You know, to add to what you said, I think the whip is is really fun. It's a fun item that you get. Uh, Kloctis is is probably the best boss in the series. I think I could feel comfortable saying that. And uh, it's just – it's beautiful. Like, the the parts above, in particular, are, like, just – beautiful i think it has great music um yeah this is this is a incredible incredible dungeon and uh not surprisingly it's not the last skyward sword dungeon on our list uh coming in at number two is the sand ship from skyward sword this is uh this is another one that i think is is really fun i always remember uh the showdown with um oh god what the the pirate uh, the pirate uh, Stalphos or whatever. I, I think that that's like so fun. It's so over the top and cinematic. Uh, I always have a really fun time doing that. The actual, just like the aesthetic of the the ship itself and how you can use the time shift stones when you get the bow and arrow, I think is really great. Um, the boss battle is really fun. Uh, it kind of gives me those Pirate of the Caribbean vibes. I just, I love this dungeon. This one, it didn't rank quite as high as uh, the Ancient Cistern for me, but... Uh, you know, it it wasn't far off behind actually.
1: Um, I know a lot of people actually really like this dungeon too and would agree with everything you say. I just don't think it's better than Ancient Cistern. I think that's my only gripe about where it's at on this list, is I think Ancient Cistern is so much better than Sand Ship. But Sandship is fun. Um it's it makes you think like the order of the doors you have to go to in pretty much the middle of the ship. Um and you're right, the sub boss fight's great the boss fight is pretty fun and uh, it's just uh, i really wish it was like just one at least one below ancient cistern
0: you know what they they finished super close to each other if it makes you feel any better Uh, i i do want to say i have heard some people kind of complain about uh how uh what's the final boss tentalus
1: yeah i I think
0: it's tentalus i've heard some people complain about how he looks or whatever i actually love it it kind of It reminds me of, like, Monsters, Inc. almost, which I think fits (laughs) Skyward Sword perfectly, so I I think that it's fantastic. Let's get to our number one overall dungeon. Words cannot express how happy I was when I saw that the dungeon that I ranked first overall was, in fact, going to be the number one overall ranked dungeon as uh, selected by our 30-plus staff members. My favorite dungeon of all time, the Forest Temple from Ocarina of Time. I've talked about this extensively on the show before, but to quickly sum it up, it's just got an incredible soundtrack, it's got uh, an incredible atmosphere, the the Poe sisters, the Phantom Ganon boss fight, the, the gallery, everything is just so, so perfect. Um, this was the dungeon, for me, when I played it for the first time, I was just like, man, video games are like, they're not just like, you go into levels and you and you run and you get to the end of the level like this is an art form and there and it made me appreciate the craftsmanship of video games so um Forest Temple was an easy number 1 for me
1: Um yeah I'm a, I'm actually pretty happy with where this landed too. It's also on my list it's not again it's not higher than Ancient Cistern for me but I like I like the aesthetic of it I like the um the uh, music I like the fact that you have to go find the different Poe sisters, I thought it was, like, kind of cheap that <laughs> that Twilight Princess did the same thing. I also like the fun kind fact of. that, uh, I like the fun fact that the the Poe sisters are named after Little Women, the sisters from Little Women. So that was cool. And um, the final boss fight is just fantastic in this dungeon. So I'm 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 pretty content with where it's at.
0: All right. Well, Al, that's our top 50 list. Uh, we want you guys to go over to ZeldaDungeon.net and get in the comments. Tell us what you think. Before we get out of here, I know that we're running super long, but uh, I want to talk about some of the snubs that, uh, that didn't make this list at all. And we'll try and keep it really brief here. Um, Allison, why don't you go first and, and give us a couple dungeons that you feel like uh, should have been on this list.
1: Okay, to be fair, um, a lot of my dungeons were picked from the games that I remember the dungeons the most, and obviously I haven't played some of the Zelda games in a long time, so I think that Fire Sanctuary from Skyward Sword should have at least made this list. If It definitely isn't a top tier one. But I like it a lot, and I think it should have been there. And then a lot of people are going to boo me for these two, but I like Muto's Temple from Phantom Hourglass. I-, <laughs> I think it could have made, like, the low 40s. And uh, Temple of Wind is also very fun from Phantom Hourglass. So I, I just I wish that more Phantom Hourglass representation was on this list.
0: Oh, Yeah, <laughs> I- I'm going to boo you for that because you didn't even pick the good dungeon from Phantom Hourglass. If if any Phantom Hourglass dungeon was going to make the list, uh, it probably should have been the Goron Temple, because that one you, you at least have the fun gimmick of playing with uh, your buddy. But I won't hold that against you. I think Fire Sanctuary would have definitely cracked my top 50. Um, but speaking of, I'm going to go through mine. I think it is almost unfathomable to me that somehow... The Fire Temple from Ocarina of Time did not make this list. That was in my top 10. It's got amazing boss, amazing item, amazing aesthetic. Um, I think that it was a victim of Ocarina of Time having so many good dungeons in it. Like if the Fire Temple was in the the Wind Waker, it would be the best dungeon in the game for sure. Hmm. Like not hands down. So it's crazy to me that that one didn't make it in. Um, I think that Catfish's Maw, from Link's Awakening is really fun. You have the really like the creative gimmick of fighting the uh the Stolfos and that in order. And uh again, kind of the vibe is, is really cool in that dungeon. And um, you know, the Fortress of Winds from the Minish Cap. And I was going back and forth on which Minish Cap dungeon I felt like was was slept on more between this or the the Temple of Droplets, but I'll say Fortress of Winds. Um again you just get such a great item in this dungeon. You get the mole mitts, and you can do so many creative things. This has an amazing boss fight. It's such a kind of creative dungeon. Um, like, kind of deserty themed, again, or sand-themed. So, I'm a sucker for those. Um, yeah, I would have put that uh, on my list. But, uh, you know, I'm happy with what we got. Um, Allison, before we get out of here, do you want to quickly run down and uh, give your top 20?
1: Sure. Okay, I'll give my top 20. Uh, starting at 20... Temple of Time from, I'm guessing, I didn't specify, but I'm pretty sure it's Twilight Princess, Temple of the Ocean King, Mutos Temple, Goron Temple, uh, Temple of the Wind, uh, Snowpeak Ruins, Earth Temple from Wind Waker, Sky Keep, Sand Ship, Forbidden Woods, the Great Deku Tree, Hyrule Castle from Breath of the Wild, uh, Divine Beast, Va, I'm gonna change it to Naboris, (laughs) I'm gonna cheat. Uh, Woodfall Temple, Icana Castle, Forest Temple from Ocarina of Time, Fire Sanctuary, Skyview Temple, Final Divine Beast, Ancient Cistern.
0: Oh, wow! Final Divine Beast is really up there for you.
1: Heck I yeah, it's that. so good.
0: All right, starting at 20 for me, I got the Palace of Winds, the Shadow Temple, Final Divine Beast, Angler's Tunnel, Skull Woods from A Link Between Worlds, the Water Temple, Icana Castle, Linneiru Mining Facility, the Temple of Droplets from the Minish Cap. Forsaken Fortress from the Wind Waker, which I have no idea what it's doing this high on my list, but whatever. Um, <laughs> ten Snowpeak Ruins, Fire Temple from Ocarina of Time, inside the Deku Tree, Catfish's Mod Fortress of Winds, Sand Ship, Arbiter's Grounds, Ancient Cistern, Spirit Temple at number two, and at number one, the Forest Temple. Whew, All right, Allison, Very nice. that was a, a trek and a half, but uh, you know, I'm glad that we took the time and we. We went over all of these different dungeons. Uh, I'm pretty happy with how this list ended up. What do you think?
1: Uh, me too. I'm, I'm pretty good with this list. Again, there was a couple that I feel should have been switched, but that's okay. And I, I'll say that the one thing I learned from doing this list is that I need to play A Link Between Worlds, like, soon.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, and we're going to be talking about A Link Between Worlds, easy for me to say, uh, we're going to be talking about that game uh, sooner rather than later here on the show, so that's a little bit of a teaser for you guys. Uh, until we get there, that's going to do it for us. We ran super long, so we're going to go and get on out of here. Uh, we want you to check us out over on Twitter, at Spateri316, and at Allison Letha. Uh, And of course, we want you to check us out over on Podbean and Spotify and iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. Like and s- subscribe to the Champions Cast Uh, tell a Zelda fan in your life where they can get their Zelda fix that's going to do it for us guys until next week we will see you then
1: bye